This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Do you drive a vehicle? Then you'll find AutoCorrect helpful, especially on Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. Listen to our podcast with me, Coach Charlie Melton, on any podcasting platform or on the MPB Public Media app. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Housework. Back here for the new year, ready to go for this. Got some neat stuff that happened in the new year. We found out that we are yet again on Family Handyman's Best Home Improvement Podcast list. Nice. Again, so Congratulations. Yay us. I, I, uh... Well, there's only eight on there. We're one of them. <laughs> so that's not bad. I mean, well, there's like 20,000 fix-it shows sure. out there, but, you know, ours is in there. So yeah, we're cool. very entertaining. Oh, that's what... <laughs> is that what it is? That's what Yeah, I don't know is. how informative we are, but we are entertaining. Fix anything? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so how how the New Year's go, guys? How'd it go? Did you uh, did you have a good, uneventful New Year? Or did anybody end up under a house? Well, I woke up this morning with a weather dilemma. Mm. Not knowing what to put on? Well, no. You know, when I got home last night, it was storming. And not yeah. just a little. Oh, right. <laughs> and yeah. it was. I know. And, and we look, and we made it the whole day. You know, thinking the bottom's going to fall out any minute. Any right. minute. Then the sun, and then it's so beautiful. And, and then things, all of a sudden. Things are drying out. Uh-huh. I'm thinking, hey, man, we're going to really Woo. get something done today. Right. And then all of a sudden. About 6.30. Boom. Uh, yeah, all of a sudden. I said, uh-oh. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have said anything. Uh-huh. Right. Well, I got home. I drove in the driveway. It's pouring down rain. I was like, I am not putting that garbage can out today. I, I mean, I'm just not going to do it tonight. So I woke up this morning. Just can't bring yourself to do the other 20 a, feet. In, and 20 feet of water and right. lightning. Man, oh, okay. it was booming. <laughs> and so I'm I'm sitting there this morning in my jammies drinking my coffee, and I hear the truck. Mm. Oh, the garbage truck? So, you know, in that split second, I have to decide. <laughs> Whether to put some clothes on and run out or well, just I'm not putting I'm just going to go run jammies. out my jammies and right. run, the, run the can out there. And I just decided to finish my coffee. Oh, good for you. Yeah, we'll just put it It'll out. Wait. The so guy will be back. So what you're saying is you did not put the garbage out. No, I didn't. Right. No, okay. I just, right. you know, I could have. But you got a second, you know, because here they come to make that decision. Life is just part of that way. Right. You know, you just have to make a split <laughs> decision right in that moment. Do you run in your undies to the garbage man or no? Or just finish That's your coffee. That's a big deal. Right. And today it was, I was just going to finish the coffee. Good for you. Good for you. We had a uh, uh, an incident with a friend you know, of course, the world froze last week for a minute, and uh, there were it was so funny. A friend called and he said, "Hey, got a broken pipe. It's the pipe leading to the outside spigot. Mm-hmm. Can you help out? Sure, mm-hmm. okay. It was a PVC pipe. It, that's really not a big deal. It's kind of easy to handle. So I figured, okay, we'll go to what would you like to do? And he said, Well, I don't, I don't really need that spigot, so we can just cap it off. Okay, so we go to the home store. And, of course, this is three days into the, 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 the frigid temperatures, and you can't find anything. Well, we're and I walk in, I talk, I talk in to the, the guy. Aisle. Yeah, and there's like ten other people looking for the same stuff. I talked to the guy, and he said, <laughs> the guy in the, in the, he said, if you're looking for a half-inch PVC coupler, you need to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And really? I was like, are you kidding mm-hmm. me? So we did. We got up, and we went to another one of the bigger home stores and I found 
a person that that shaves at this point. You know, doesn't matter when you're at one of those home stores, find someone male or female that shaves and <laughs> so that they know things. And so, but anyway, I found this person and he says, or has quit shaving. Right. Yeah. Like, either way. Yeah. Yeah. Like in, my case. yeah, right, like yeah. in Jeff's case, doesn't use the razor. Anymore. But this guy took me right to the specific cap, exact size and everything, including the cement and everything. Here you go. I was out yeah. the door. Nice. And, and we were able to go and fix it. Just as easy as pie, and it was just you know with PVC you're able to do like a cement solution and put the put the cap over the top, and and away we go. You know we so did we the same. I did the same thing. A friend of mine called and she's and identical story. Really. And so when we went to, we went straight. Well, we tried to go to the hardware store and they were closed. So we went to the. Um, the big box, and when we walked in, there were ten other people looking, yeah. and we're all standing there looking. And I started laughing, and I said, "Okay, I'm looking for the three quarter inch cap." Right. And right. this guy down, you know, I'm looking for a half inch. Yeah. So we started helping <laughs> each other, and then you have the guy that's on the floor. It's trying. He brought the piece that broke, so right. and then he's got that laying there, and he's trying to match, trying to all match the it up. Oh yeah. my gosh! It ended up being a very enjoyable time because we all started laughing at each other. Well, what's funny about it is that you know we're all <laughs> it in gets it cold in the south, and mm-hmm. we don't know what to do, and mm-hmm. all the pipes break, and no. So anyway, no. I, I, the only thing I could think of is one of the one of the people who works here at MPP. <laughs> Uh, was off this morning because he had to call a plumber because of the same thing. And I thought, oh, to be a plumber right now. Oh, my goodness. They're busy. Oh, my gosh. I can't even imagine. You're lucky if you can find one. If you can find one. And that's why I ended up capping a three-quarter inch line because the plumber was not going to be available for several days. And let me just go ahead and throw out there again, folks. And, And so I had some friends make some confessions over the holidays. And so one it's about of, to become a different show. Well, they, you know, it's just so funny. They listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. They comment on it all the time, but they didn't have smoke detectors or a T-bar. But they <laughs> don't listen to us. And, and my friend who had the water leak, I was like, you don't have a T-bar to turn off your water? And she goes, no, I hear you talk about it all the time. I've just never thought it would happen to me. Yeah. It's at least $7. Yeah, you know. well, next. <laughs> well, you know, they don't those, cost those are hard to find, too. I bet they are right what? now. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. They are. All right, so what we're talking about, the the the, the tool you use, the tool to, turn you the use to turn the water off. And everybody says, oh, no, I can grab a wrench. Yeah, go ahead and break your uh-huh. hand, dude. You try to do that. You um, can't get the wrench down in there. Right. There's, there's a thing, there's a tool, and it's so very basic. It's two pieces of rebar that makes basically a T. Um, shape and on the bottom of this piece of rebar which is which is just a piece of uh tube shaped steel um on the bottom of it they've they've welded this piece that fits over uh the apparatus that turns water on and off at the street you know what i'm talking about or in Mm -hmm. the in the in your yard and it makes it very easy it's just a little quarter turn and you're done but it's a it's a tool that if 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 everything goes crazy in your home, you desperately want this thing within reaching distance. Well, let me tell you something that happened that was funny dealing with that. So I had another friend who's but, got oh, these. Excuse me. By the way, it's called a water key. A lot of people call it a water a t- key. Yeah, I, and yeah. I call it a T-bar. Right. All right. I mean, go ahead. A water key. Yeah. But she had a duplex, and we decided we were going to turn the water off before it got 
you know, before it got cold. Right. Because there wasn't going to be anybody there and drain the line. Right. So we went over and we, we couldn't get the water to turn off. It would it would not turn off at the at the meter. Really? Yes. And I was just mystified. And so she was going out of town and gotten sick. And so I was like, I don't I we're just gonna drip the lines because I can't figure right. this out. Well, after the hard freeze, mm-hmm. okay, so we go and everything's starting to thaw back out suddenly. <laughs> right. <laughs> like in two minutes. Right. So we go back over there and the plumber met us and he said, the meter is broken. No way. He said, the meter is not working and it was full of water and there was water in the vegetation around it. And we had been over there earlier that day, and my inspector, she said, watch this. And she kicked the box, uh-huh. and bubbles started coming up. <laughs> so that that's not supposed to happen. No, no. No. So the not meter, at the inspector's house. Yeah, well, it wasn't yeah. at the It was at my friend's house. Okay. But anyway, the meter, the whole meter has got to be replaced. Oh, and wow. good luck getting somebody over well, there. Who, whose water service is it? City? Jackson. Oh, <laughs> Give it a minute. I didn't mean to Give laugh. Yeah. They got some other no, stuff you, ahead yeah. of that. You, you're not going to get it. going to be a minute. <laughs> right. yeah. Well, look, got a, got a uh, an email here that's uh, kind of interesting. Hi, Fix-It team. First of all, this is from uh, Keith in Atlanta, Georgia. And the interesting thing about this uh, this email is that, and I don't know if you guys know this, you know, the podcast has been doing very well for Fix-It 101, but Atlanta, Georgia is the largest market that we're listened to outside of Mississippi. So oh, awesome. in other words, uh, more people listened uh, in Atlanta for some reason than anywhere else. By the way, that is the home of one of the largest home improvement retailers in the world. It is. I lived there for a minute whenever that mm-hmm. thing first got started. And I remember walking in there and going, oh, because everything was in one, you know, I could right. go into one big box. That And this is 25 years ago. Right. You know, it's been, right. been a while. So it says, hi, Fix-It team. I've heard you mention many times about managing humidity in a bathroom. My master bath has a window but no exhaust fan. Left to itself, the humidity rises by at least 25% after a shower and takes about four hours to <laughs> fall back to normal. I purchased a de- dehumidifier a few years ago to deal with the problem. With the dehumidifier running, the humidity rises about 10% after a shower and falls back to normal within 30 minutes. I no longer get condensation on the mirrors, window, or bathroom tiles. Bathroom humidity no longer causes the humidity to rise in the bedroom, which is a bonus. Keep up the good work. Best regards, Keith in Atlanta. Keith, um, I'm glad you found... uh, a way to fix your problem. Uh, you got to empty a lot of water. Uh, well, that, and I guess if he's got a drain there in the bathroom that he can drain to, if it's an older bathroom, it might be in a basement. Well, wh- why don't we just install a ventilation fan? Did Could I miss be, something? You know, sometimes what will happen is that if you got a two-story house, you can't put that vent in the ceiling. That's what I see a lot of. If it's of. downstairs. And code is, is that if you've got an openable window, you don't have to put it in. Right. That's kind of, you know, but now in new construction, we put in glass block windows and mm-hmm. nothing that right. opens. If it were me, mm-hmm. I'd just put in a ceiling fan. A ceiling yeah, in anything, the bathroom? anything to move that air. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah just yeah. turn, and then you can if, just turn if, it on when you get yeah, done. It'll you, dry everything if out. If you cannot get a fan. A vent fan. In, in there. But if we can get a fan in there, let's, let's get it there and vent it out the side of the house. Right. Ideally... Our floor ceiling joists would be running um, 
parallel with our outside wall. Okay. Um, perpendicular with our outside wall. That way we could get in a chase and run it out the outside wall. Yeah. Okay, I get but you. But the dehumidifier is not a bad idea. You're just no. going to have to deal with the water. That's right. Right. Yeah, yeah. because unless you buy a super expensive one. Um, it's going in a bucket in the go- bottom of the unit. It's going in the bucket in the bottom of the unit. Well, you know, I've owned one of those before because I lived in, uh, when I lived in Virginia, I had a basement and you have to have a humidifier, yeah. a dehumidifier in the basement. And it had the little bucket in the bottom that you would, that you would empty. But of course we kept it on 24 mm-hmm. seven. So there was also a tube that came out that if you could get that tube and we had it, the dehumidifier sitting right by the floor drain. Yeah. yeah. And we yeah. had that tube run into the floor that's drain. That's perfect. Yeah, and that's perfect. I, I'm going to do the fan before I do a dehue. Yeah, okay. but if you're yeah, a no, DIY. No, I don't, I don't mean, I mean a ceiling fan. Oh, yeah, a yeah, ceiling fan. Because it's attractive. It's not, I don't have some unit running in my bathroom. I don't have to worry about I, it. I don't have to go dump it and, you know. Okay. Yeah. Are there ceiling fans in bathrooms a lot? I don't see I well. sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Of course. For, okay. for that very reason. Yeah. But, you know, let me bring this point up, too, because Keith is in Atlanta. Correct. Their um, region is a, is different than we are here in Central Mississippi. Yeah, they're they're uh, much further north than we they are. They are. In, um, yeah, yeah. Even though twenty runs that way, it right. takes a left turn and goes <laughs> yeah. and goes up. So, and you're at the foothills mm-hmm. there in Atlanta. So their climate is a little bit different. I and I'm gonna throw this out out here, uh, Jeff. You can jump in. I think. Vent fans and drawing your air is more important. Well, I shouldn't say this. It's different in a northern climate than it is going to be here. Our dew point and our humidity level is extremely high here. So it's tough to get something to dry out. Right. So a ceiling fan, it would be awesome. Yes. Um, Okay. In Atlanta... You just have to think about you're going to have cooler temperatures than we are and probably not the same amount of humidity that we have. I can't imagine anyone having our humidity no. outside of Louisiana. Outside of New Orleans. Right, yeah. So I think that's very industrious, Keith. Uh, we mentioned we had some fixes to uh, burn off some of the holiday weight. Uh, well, so we were talking about some of these things. If you've got a New Year's resolution and you need to be fit for the next year. All right. Here's some of the ways that you can do stuff at your house and continue to be fit. You so, just need to buy an old house. That'll keep right. you real fit. Well, look, look, and you've done this before. <laughs> building a fence. Or broke. Yeah. Building <laughs> yeah. a fence burns 340 calories per hour. Mm. Caulking windows burns 280 calories per hour. Uh, cleaning rain gutters, 272. Now it says here, chopping firewood, 340 calories per hour. I've done that, done that. And I'm going to say closer to 12,000 calories. Of course. That's right. Right. Oh yeah. Depends on how you're chopping it, I guess. Right. Well, you know, it takes a lot to push that lever and let that hydraulic ram come out and split that. (laughs) I mean, it takes a lot. Uh Jason really stepped up to the plate on that one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And uh, general gardening, 240 calories per hour. Also, I've gardened, and if you've ever dug anything, it's more than 240 it's, calories yeah, per hour. That's where I get out my little mantis tiller, and right, right. now that'll beat the heck out of you, too. All right, we've got some folks on the line already, and Rick is on the line in Olive Branch and wants to talk about storm shelters. You with us, Rick? 
Uh, yes, and I still think she's the sexiest woman in, in construction, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, this is Rick. Oh, right. okay. yeah. <laughs> this Rick, that Rick. Yeah. That Rick. Yeah, I think you're the Sheldon Cooper, female Sheldon Cooper of what y'all do. How about that? All right. All right, I'll take it. Thanks. Bring it on. All right, my question is, as a kid and then getting older, and of course, going through Mississippi, you go by houses and you see the big lump in their yard where their storm shelter is. And I've seen them as much as a couple of hundred yards away from the house. And I always thought, you know, the last thing I want to be doing when there's a tornado bearing down on me is trying to make a mad dash uh, with pets and kids and, you know, whatever to try to get in a storm shelter. Right. And, and, and then I've seen... Uh, video of some of the storm shelters like in Oklahoma uh, where they're actually built into the garage yes. uh, floor. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. All right. My worry about that is if you're not hit with a slab cleaner, you know, an F5 or something like that, yep. uh, getting out of the shelter. And what I've always envisioned was something that you could, that had an entry inside the house but then maybe depending on your yard uh you know 50 yards or something like that an exit to where if they're if it just knocks it down and you know you won't be stuck under debris what are y'all's thoughts on that boy um, have you got a lot of cool options uh, well listen i'm glad i'm glad you called yeah. i have personally at my residence the tornado shelter that's in the slab uh, it's, it's in the garage. You roll the door back, you walk down, a car can be parked in the garage. So your car is the one that's actually on top of you. Right. Um, and inside that storm shelter is a come along. If something were, which would be very, very unlikely for, for that car to end up, you know, on, on that door to where it couldn't open, but it could happen. So there is a come along inside that storm shelter uh you do that and you and you open the door and and crawl out uh another thing we do is we build our storm shelters in our master closets yeah and uh and as a matter of fact some of these things are built and you'd never know it was there that's right and then take, right, take it take it one step further go to the fire departments in your area whoever's going to service your home and just let them know that you have a storm shelter and where it is they will put that on record that way oh we know that rick has a, a storm shelter in his in his garage floor so look there yeah so that's where we but, need to look for rick and his family cool but the one you're talking about in the bedroom closet is almost I mean, it's it's on top of the slab, but it's built like a bank vault. I yes. Guess. I mean, yeah, we we build them when we do our our slab. Uh, you know, once slab is poured, we'll come in and rebar and cinder block, uh, and then a concrete top. And you know, Rick, it's interesting you should say bank vault. I was visiting with some friends on New Year's Eve, and they were talking about this guy that took a bank. And turned it into a residence. Yeah, nice. And I was like, ooh, I wonder if he used the vault the as vault. the yeah. storm shelter. Storm the only thing All they right. would have to do there, though, is add 
um, air in. You know, you got to have an air intake. Right. Or if you, you go need to some kind of air, fresh air intake. Uh, but it doesn't need to be much. It needs to be a two to three inch PVC pipe right. uh, in the wall, not in the ceiling. And Rick, if um, coming up, you know, it's January. All the home shows are about to start. In the spring, when the home shows come out, every time you go to those home shows, there's always dealers of the shelters. And some of them, it's so much, it's so cool because they they can build these things onto your home. They'll go back and sheetrock them. You won't even know they're there. They'll look like part of the home. That's right. And Um, then also, Rick, whenever you talk, you're up in North Mississippi, and you talk about these shelters where you're seeing these humps in the ground that are 100 yards away. I'm going to guess, because my granddaddy had one, it's not a storm shelter. It was a bomb shelter. And these came up during the early 60s when we had the Cuban Missile Uh, Crisis. And so my granddaddy decided that he would build one of them. (laughs) Of course. And we used to play in that thing. It was so much fun. Well, the, the thing that, you know, I'm not paranoid about storms. In fact, I'm a frustrated storm chaser. And, but the, the bad thing about our location is when the storms start heading our way, uh, states west of us, uh, Oklahoma, Nebraska, Texas, they get all their tornadoes mostly during the day and the afternoon. And by the time those storms get to us, it's late evening or even night, yep. Yeah, and, which is the worst time uh, to actually tr- to see what's coming at you and and then like i said i just i never fathom trying to run out of the house and across a dark yard or whatever and that's the reason i wanted y'all's input on like i said something that you could get into or in the house and exit outside away from the debris you know i know that'd be costly yeah uh, a tunnel a tunnel would be extremely expensive yeah that'd be kind of um but but, you know, I mean, there's a lot of different ways here. And I think if you'll look into that, if you'll – I know this sounds uh, goofy, and I wish I didn't have to say it like this. But if you'll just Google these underground shelters, you'll find yeah. you'll find how many – commit, and, and most of them are locally made. Like, like you'll have a local person that will it, make these things. I want to say the one I've got is up in your area, Rick. Uh, I can't remember. We're a dealer. Form, but I, I knew there was a dealer in the Tupelo area. I can't remember the the name of, it, but I like the idea of having my car on top of that shelter. Yeah, I mean that's a big, heavy, extra you know, hard to move, and it's inside your garage. So now we've got to tear the garage down, then we have to move the car over on my shelter. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a. I'm not saying it cannot happen. Of course, it could. But uh, I think that would be a little, and that's just my my thinking. Well, uh, and you can do this, too. This is what happens whenever the thing goes off around me. First, I have to look on my phone and see where the storm is. Right. Because the warning goes off whenever it's north of me. It's not coming back. It's in your county. (laughs) It's in my county. So I have to figure out where it is. And if you don't want to get hit by the storm, go ahead and get the leashes, get the dogs, grab the cats, go sit in the closet. And then the tornado doesn't come. Okay. It's, we, and, and then it doesn't come. <laughs> and then it doesn't okay, come. Yeah, right. We bought our storm shelter from Lake. The The factory is in Lake Gunnerville. Oh, okay. So I don't know what state that's in. Maybe it's Georgia. 
All right. So uh, uh, thank you, Rick. We appreciate it. It gives us a, a lot of a lot of ways to speak about those storm shelters. But we need to get to Jesse in Oxford. Been waiting for a long, long time there. Jesse, what's going on? I just uh, calling y'all because I was uh, listening to how y'all said the fans in the bathroom. Yes, sir. I have one in there, and the blades are only about a foot wide, and it is amazing in there because most of the time when I get out of the shower, I just stand under it and turn it on wide open, and it's almost like a jet dryer. <laughs> that is awesome. That works. Why? Yeah, yeah. It's got. I don't know it's no one thought of that first. It's a little itty bitty. It's almost like a propeller. Right. I, I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. You can yeah. do that in summer. Yeah. I'm not doing that in the winter. No, it's freezing. It's freezing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A great then, idea, uh, Jesse. Then another thing I have, which has been saving me this uh, this week, is uh, like y'all said, everywhere I went, I went to 15 plumbing stores, and they were all out of plumbing parts. Well, I just finally got plumbing parts in yesterday, but on my property, I have an old antique whale. And when me and my wife brought the, bought the property, me and her restored the old whale, has an old picture pump on it, don't require no electricity or anything. Nice. And what I've been doing this week is going out there pumping up five gallons of water, uh, going in there and using it to flush the mold or using it to wash dishes and everything. And that's one thing I am extremely glad for that we restored when we bought the place. And most people don't even know how to use a pitcher pump anymore, that you got to prime it and everything. But it, it has the best-tasting water. It stays 60 degrees year-round whenever everything was cold. You had a steam coming up out of the uh, well from the water that stays 60 degrees year-round. Nice. It's the best huh. thing in the summer, too. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's so very cool. Thank yeah. you, Jesse. That's awesome. All right. Now, I promised that we'd talk about some gunplay. France is on the line <laughs> in matches to talk about bullet holes. What What is going on, Francis? Yes, uh, when I lived in town, uh, people would call me, you know, to take a look at leaks in their roof, uh-huh. asphalt shingles. And you would be amazed at the number of bullets that you would find in a roof these days. You know, we talked about we were going to talk to you, and and Pam said, you know, when I first inspected a home the very first time, I found a bullet in the roof. Yeah, I was walking on the roof, and I was like, what's that? Oh, that's a bullet. (laughs) Do you see that often, Francis? Uh, In town I did, but in the rural area, I've got a metal roof on my house, and I was just wondering what could you do to repair a metal roof? Short of, you know, buying a new sheet of uh, metal. Well, you could always do a patch. Yeah. yeah you, could, you could rivet a patch in there. Yeah, rivet a patch in there, and then I would put some sort of uh, silicone sealant between. Yeah, you know, j- j- picture picture this, Francis. When we have a metal roof, we also have penetrations, just like we would have on a shingled roof or EPDM or, you know, I- I- any roof, we're going to have penetrations. So we're going to treat the hole the same way. Um, cut the hole out square, get it as flat as you possibly can, and then take your roof sealant, put that down, and then cut your patch, put your patch there, and rivet it back in. Wow. Never thought about that. Well, there you go. Yes, sir. Thank you, Francis. We appreciate it. All right. All right. You keep things safe in Natchez. I go down there about once a month. Right. <laughs> Fewer bullets. Thank you. Oh, yes. All right. Uh, some of the things, you know, it's 2023. We've got resolutions going on. And here are some of the resolution projects Java brought up for me. I thought these were really neat. Some of the things to think about as you start a brand new year. You've, you've got a new home, all this other stuff. 
So one of the things, the first thing mentioned on this, and I'm going to have to maybe disagree with it, but it says home warranties. Adding a home warranty plan can help you cover cost of home repairs. That mm. is that is true, mm. but mm. I've never necessarily agreed that home warranty was – home warranty is a great thing to get when you first buy a home. Yep. Um, whether it be a new or an old home. But a home warranty is uh, a lot of people have argued in the past that, that making yourself a good savings account might work better than a home warranty. Other people, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a believer in them. Now, what I do like, and, and we do this on every new house that we build, mm-hmm. we offer a, a lot of people know it as 210. It's actually Maverick, mm-hmm. but it is your foundation warranty. Uh-huh. Now, I do believe in those. Okay. Uh, they're a great company. Uh, I'm not trying to endorse them, but right. um, the, I like that. And then, obviously, uh, your homeowner's right. policy, however you want to right. read into that. Hey, but, let, me, let me ask you about this. We've seen this recently, and, and we keep getting hit up at my house by the gas company. Oh, yeah, they want to insure they the want, gas line. They want insurance on oh, the gas line. You know, I got something about that the other day. So so this is, in our home at least, that's a new concept. Is that something that we should do? I mean, how many times have you damaged the gas line? And my thought is, and if you damage the gas line, won't it be the gas company that comes to fix it anyway? Well, it depends. It depends. Now, yeah, what side it, of the meter? <laughs> if you have a contractor working on your property and they do not call... And they hit that gas line, the gas company can and probably will charge you. Charge the contractor uh-huh. uh, to fix it. Now, the gas company is going to come fix it. Right. And the only person they can really charge is the one that's got the meter, which is you. Right. So, but that's I, true. I, maybe, oh, what's our gas guy? We, we had him on. I've done several jobs at his house. Oh, I'm not sure. Um, uh, the Atmos guy that we've had? Yeah, yeah well, forget. yeah. I guess he was with Atmos, or was he with I don't know. Was he with 811? I, I don't know. I don't but know. But they do work together. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, yeah. maybe maybe he will call and shed some light on why we need this insurance policy well, for our gas line. I think it's another way for the gas company to make some money. Um, and <laughs> what I would think about is how old is your gas line? And then you want to look at the policy itself, because Jeff brings up a great point. If they're just going to cover the line from the street to the meter and not cover from the meter to your appliances, then what's the point? So I would really want to, because I had a situation in my house where it's it's the house was built in 58. I woke up one morning. I smelled gas. Oh, my right. goodness. And it, it was inside the house. It was inside the house. Of well, course. actually, it was under the house. Well, oh. So we ran a totally new, but I paid the plumber, you know, to but do it that. Was still, it was still on your side it of the meter. It was my side. Right. Well, so. in the meantime, I called the gas company because, for whatever reason, they had put the meter under the oak tree in the front yard. And it was covered up with azaleas for years and years. Sure, genius. And so I asked him, I said, "Can since I'm having all this work done, can you just move the meter closer to the house? And they said, absolutely. I was like, how much will that cost me? And he said, $6. And I said, wait a minute. What? Nice. <laughs> Hold up. Okay. For you to move the gas meter closer to my house so I can have access to it, it's going to cost me $6? <laughs> 
He was like, yep. No wonder they need to charge insurance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, well, you know, it's it's our public utilities because it, it, let's talk about electrical for a minute. And I think it's 75 feet. They will run. Let's say you have overhead uh-huh. running to 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 your house and, and, and you don't want overhead at your house. You want underground power, overhead power. On, or on a wire underground. Yeah. So I think the guide is 75 feet. They will do at no cost. Okay. So All I right. think the gas is probably about the same. All right. Well, let me move on to this other these other ones here, these resolution projects. Home warranties was something to think about in the new year. Another thing, and this one is, is a home run. You should absolutely do this if you've not done this, a home security system. In the new year. Now, what I mean by that, that doesn't have to be signing up with a company or anything like that, but some doorbell cams, maybe some uh, some different things sure. for security in your home, maybe a smart lock, uh, maybe some smart lights in the home, something, you know, these things help with security. So a good thing to think about in the new year, uh, getting your home up to date security wise. I got getting, a couple of yappy dogs. They do. They they are amazing. Those are awesome. But you have to keep paying those. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know? They, that still, is keep, not they cheap. still cost money. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and here's another thing, and, and your critters help sometimes with this, but pest control. A great time to think about going ahead and signing that contract for the next year for pest control. Yeah, I, I'm a big believer in that, especially if you live in an area where, like, I've got a bunch of really large trees. Right. And so I'm dealing with bugs all the time, and I just, I've got a quarterly contract. And I'm, I mean, and, and what I love about that, too, it's kind of like having a contract on your air conditioning system. Right. If you've got that and something comes up, now you're at the top of the line. Right. So I've had them come in before, and then I've had issues afterwards, and they come back at no charge. All right. And uh, here's the fourth one. I just love this one, and everyone should do this. And we've now done it at my house because you only need it once to work. So here we go. A medical alert system in your home. And this is, I know that sounds ridiculous, but this is where it applied at my home. We had a situation in my home. Someone was hurt. Well, if you set your smart speaker up properly you can just yell call 911 uh, and it will and it will talk to them meaning you can talk to them through that sure. device say like we I'll be all right straight up i got an alexa at home you know we've got we've got amazon alexa and and we can just yell call that number and you know, and that and if you're on the ground with a broken hip that is awesome that is know? well and i have and i was just looking down i had my watch on i forgot to put it on this morning I was thinking about the garbage truck. Um, my <laughs> watch will call 911. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. And, and I know that it works because one day I stuck my hand down in the skimmer in my pool, and uh-huh. I told myself, I have told myself a million times, do not do that if you do not know what's down there. Right. But I was, I couldn't find the little thingy to pull the skimmer out, so I stuck my hand down in there, and the spider jumped on my hand and bit me. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Scared. I, I mean, it I bit mean me. To laugh. I know. It was like, and <laughs> yes, so I'm did. screaming. I'm not a screamer. Right. And, um, most, but when I spider jumps on your hand and bites you so i'm like running around like a crazy person trying to get this spider off of me and my phone started i mean my watch started going are you okay are you okay and i had (laughs) and i couldn't touch my wrist because the spider was still on my oh my god Uh, 911 is coming because of a spider because of a spider so yeah no i i love well you know the fire department's right across the street yeah, no, they're not far. Right. Yeah, well, my house caught on fire, and they got over there, and they said, aren't you a home inspector? I was like, shut up and put the fire. Right, right. <laughs> All 
All right, Sue is on the line in Beaumont, and you said you've got emergency uh, an emergency water trick. What's going on? What is this? Just an off-the-cuff comment about having an emergency water source. Oh, yeah. My best friend had the best idea that I, I ever heard. She, the day before Katrina struck, she went and bought two brand-new plastic garbage cans and filled them up with water. And uh, I don't know, Katrina didn't blow them over or anything. And, but it was enough, plenty of water to, they kept the kids washed off with them, and her, her sons and daughter-in-laws and their father, everybody was in the house with her. It was enough water to keep the kids washed off and provide water for them to use until the water system. It's not a bad up. idea. That's no, not a bad not idea a bad at idea. all. Fill up the bathtubs, fill sure. up the garbage cans. Yeah. Right. And then remember, the water in the in the toilet tank is <laughs> the same water that comes out of the spigot. Yes, it is. So yeah, it's clean you, in the tank. You can, you can drink not it. Not in the bowl. Right. Do the tank, no, no. not the, the bowl. Now the cattle drink out of the bowl. Right. But, yeah. Now, <laughs> where, where, where is Beaumont? Beaumont is down in the far south end of Perry County. Okay. I know there's a Beaumont, Texas, so just right. check. No. This Mississippi. Okay. In Mississippi. Okay. Well, and, yeah, you know, yeah that's, that's actually a really good idea. Thank you, Sue. That's yeah, a really cool idea. And buy new ones, please. You know, don't use the old one. Well, so. it's on how bad you want water. You know what? And garbage cans are not cheap. I no, mean, they are not. They are not cheap. It's like over 100 bucks for a, a, a decent one. Well, and you need one with some wheels on it because right. water is heavy. Yep. Oh, yeah. Got a couple of folks on the, the line already. Lisa is on the line. And, uh, well, where are you, Lisa? I'm right here. No, I mean, I'm in Tutwiler, Mississippi. Tutwiler, okay. Tutwiler. The Delta. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yes, in the Delta. What's going on? You say you got a roofing issue? Yes. Uh, the, the pipe that goes from my hot water heater to the roof, outside the roof, um, I seem to have a leak going around it. And I've had a, a roofer go up there several times, and uh, they, they've pulled up the old shingles and did whatever they had to do and put down shingles. In fact, I've had to buy a pack of shingles because I live on a corner that's across from agricultural fields, and the straight-line winds come across those fields all the time and are tearing shingles off my roof. Mm -hmm. But uh, it just seems to leak in this one area into my laundry room. In fact, it it leaks around the pipe and breaks the uh, ceiling part down. And then it's kind of ran over across the ceiling a little bit and drips down into my washing machine. So I can just open up my washing machine and let it drip in there. (laughs) But uh, but, Save anywhere you um, can. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I'm I'm just, you know, I'm I'm a, a retired, you know, senior citizen on social. And I'm just trying to think, do you think I got to really have a lot of my roofs pulled up to see if there's another issue or something? But it's only in that one area, and we've done the spray that black magic stuff on there and all that, and for a while that really held up. It wasn't re-leaking because he's come in and fixed my ceiling, you know, every Mm -hmm. time he's fixed the roof. But this time we held off from fixing the ceiling because we wanted to see if it was going to happen again, especially after all these bad rains we have. And it has. It, it was breaking it down again a little more. So I don't know. What do you think I need to do? I have a regular shingled okay. with the black tar paper kind of roof, you yep. know? Okay. Right. Okay. Um, Might be the storm collar. Or what do they call that thing? The metal collar? Yeah. Might not be sealed. I mean... Are you using, is this a roofer or a handyman or uh, the person well, helping well, out? Well, he's, 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 uh, 
he's he's a brother in my congregation. I'm one right. of Jehovah's Witnesses, and he's a brother in the congregation who's a roofer. So, oh, okay. Um, okay. One yeah, of the things... and he comes and he does the work for us, you know, when we need it, and he's on the the um, the disaster committee to rebuild homes and everything else with oh, the okay. members and other people. So he's he's well experienced, right. but I, I'm just not. You know, I let him take his time coming to me because I figure he's got more important people's houses to rebuild because <laughs> sometimes these storms really tear up our sisters and brothers' right. homes. So, yeah. Let me ask you this, Lisa. The You said uh-huh. the, the, the flu itself, the metal flu coming off of the water heater, when it goes up, is it going straight up or is there an elbow in it? No, there's. I mean, if there's an elbow in it, it's in the in the attic part, but it's not in in my laundry room. There's no elbow; it goes straight up. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Right. Is that if you have what you're trying to do with a, a hot water heater that's gas? Is you're trying to get rid of moisture and carbon monoxide. And so, okay. if if it's too long, if the vent is too long. It may not be working uh-huh. correctly, which and it and it where where Pam's going with this, it may not be a roof leak. It, oh, right, right. It may yeah. be maybe condensation on that on that pipe on the elbow, or um, you know, because we'll see it all the time when we get up in an attic and you've got a really long and there's there's math to this and don't even ask me what it is, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't have any idea. But if the flu is too long, what'll happen is that. The moisture that you're trying to vent out can't get out, and it goes so far, and then it starts dripping back. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay, okay. Like condensation. Correct. Yes, yes. Yeah, because when you burn gas, you get water. So you're burning gas to heat your water, but that gas, there is a... What do you call that thing goes through the middle of a water heater? I don't even know. But you've got the pilot at the bottom. And then it's burning uh-huh. gas, and in the middle of your water heater is a tube that goes all the way up, and it sticks out the top of the water heater. Right. And then you have a flue cap on top of that. So what you're trying to do is get that moist vapor to go up through the water heater and out that flue. Right. And if the flue uh-huh. in the attic is too long, the water vapor can't get out, so it starts dripping back. And a telltale sign of that— And I do that, have a— yeah, I do have a long flu, as you call it. Yeah, you may not have. The Habitat home that was built in 2008, you know, by volunteers. So, uh, and I got a regular old gas hot water heater. So, yeah. Yeah, you may not have a, you may not have a roof. Yeah, because if we keep doing the same thing. Yeah. And it's not. Yeah, the same thing. Yeah, we keep fixing the leak that maybe is not there. Have you? Um, do you have? Do you know if if your roofer friend has an AC friend or a plumber? We yeah, do. plumber. We do. Plumber. We sure do. We got an air conditioner, HVAC man. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, get them to take a look at it. And if you go up in the attic, this is what we look for as home inspectors. If I go up in the attic and I'm looking at a metal flue, and there's a bunch of white stuff on it, it's not working right. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's because that's oh. that's condensation. It's, it's just not it's not draft. What we call is the draft. The draft isn't working. Hmm. Okay. All right. So what is what is the the uh, remedy for that? Do I need to buy a new flu or something? I think I would depend on the experts to tell you that. It could be you could go down in the diameter of the flu. It could be that the flu material wasn't right. It should be a double walled metal flu. That, that, that's a good point. If it's a the, single wall, yeah. it's not gonna work right. Well. <laughs> 
that that may and now didn't you tell me volunteers built your uh, built your house oh yeah yeah and it's a habitat home and it I was built you, not you. long right after katrina you, you know okay. yeah, 2008 yeah. when materials yep. were short and all yep. that kind of stuff so yeah 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 get yeah. get your get your hvac guy girl whoever to go over there and look at that yeah all right thank you lisa i hope that helps out uh, let's keep moving. We got to get Robert real quick in Natchez. Robert, what's going on with your water and gas? Well, there's a utility wrench they have now that uh, I turn your water off and your gas, and it has a hook to get the lid off. And it's real handy. Really? Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm a handyman, uh, property manager, and I've given some of them to my clients. And uh, that way, if you have water trouble or if there's a fire or whatever, you can cut the gas and the water off with just one wrench. Where do I find this tool, really Robert? Handy. Where, where, where is the, the tool? They're actually, uh, the two, you can get them at any of your big box stores. Uh-huh. And uh, like I say, it's really handy. It has a hook on it, and it has a square deal where you can turn the gas off. And also turn your water off. Awesome! And I'm gonna. I'm going. I'm getting one. one. Right. <laughs> We're going shopping. <laughs> I gotta well, hand me one of those. Yeah. It's handy to have. All right. Well, I, I just I listen to y'all show, and I really appreciate what y'all tell everybody. Thank you, Robert. Thanks, we Robert. appreciate it. You have a uh, have, have a, a great week. Day. Yeah, watch out for those bullets down in Natchez. <laughs> right, yeah, in the roofs. <laughs> Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show was produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our screener today was Char- Charles Arnold. For Pam Pivas, Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Up next is Everyday Tech with Jay White, followed by Southern Remedy with Jimmy Stewart at 11. Make sure to join us next Wednesday at 9 for more Fix It 101 right here on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.